welcome to episode five of my podcast, Hashtag No Filter. I'm very excited today for the person I'm interviewing, and I know I've said I'm very excited on each podcast that I have recorded, but this is seriously one of my very favorite people in the world, one of my very best friends. Her name is Megan Solonoff. She is the owner of Mad Meg Creative, and she is a partner in Pop-Up Shop. And aside from her work, which we will get to, and all of her accomplishments and amazing work that she has done, she has quite a story as well. So we are going to talk about her story with cancer, adoption, divorce, and also running her own business. And she has gracefully gone through all of those times in her life, which some people would be, you know, teared down from and, and very upset from and, and have a very hard time with, but she came out on the other side as a, an even better person than she already was. And she was already an incredible person. So imagine that. Anyways, with that intro, hello, Megan. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. Are you? Yes. Good. Okay, so we're going to first start um, just a little background on Megan. Tell us your story. Where are you from? What's your deal? I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I went to a small private liberal arts school. I grew up in a family business. Um, I moved to Houston seven, eight years ago. Um... Well, that's going to be my next question. Why you moved? So tell us why. So, so this will start with our first okay. part of the. Why did you move to Houston? I moved to Houston with my husband at the time. Um, he grew up in Pearland and he got promoted. And um, so we came to Houston. I was very excited um, to get out of the Midwest uh, winters. Yeah. Um, I also had just had uh, ovarian cancer and we and was treated at MD Anderson. So it felt very. Um, it gave me a lot of peace of mind that we, I mean, we moved to the medical center and we could walk there. Not that I ever would walk there, but I right. could walk but there you if, could, I if you wanted to. And so that wasn't necessarily, the cancer part wasn't necessarily where I moved, but it was just, it seemed amazing. It made sense. Yeah. So, okay, let's start with um, your ovarian cancer situation. How, okay. how did it, how was it diagnosed? So, What's the story? I was 28 and for a while when I peed, it hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, not every time it wasn't consistent pain, but every, you know, it was enough that I went to just a gynecologist. She didn't seem worried. Um, it just, she kind of brushed me off. I went again like six months later. It wasn't going away. Um, and um, short, long story short, we, I had ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and did she, did that doctor end up diagnosing you or how? So I think she obviously knew before I went in, but it, so they went, they opened me up. Um, and they saw the cancer, and they, but they didn't necessarily have consent. So they basically just did a little bit, took a little bit, closed me back up, and then because they had to like brief me and get consent and things like that. Right. Okay. And th- this was in. This was in Chicago. This was in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what were the next steps? So then, what happened? Um, they gave me a really uh, dark diagnosis. They told me I had breast cancer. They told me I had to have chemo, a hysterectomy. Um, it was not looking good. And then. Um, my mom wanted to give me a second opinion. I was resistant at the time because I was uh, just so overwhelmed. Um, but my uncle lives in Boston. He got me into, I don't even remember what's it called, Mass General? Uh-huh, yep. Um, we got a second opinion there, and they gave me a much more uplifting prognosis. They said I didn't have breast cancer. They said I didn't necessarily have to do chemo based on the type of cancer I had. So then we went to MD Anderson to get a third opinion. They they uh, were on the side with Mass uh Mass General. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having surgery at MD Anderson 
and um, they ended up taking just one of my ovaries. Mm -hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. So at 28 years old, you're diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. What what was the first thought that went through your head when that? Uh, what? Yeah, like you like came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And yeah, and just were you? It was. I told everyone. I told everyone at work like that. I was just. I think I had the surgery on Friday, and I was like, "Yes, see you guys Monday. A little surgery." Um, my parents were out of town. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. It was like not what you thought would be when you say it peed. And it hurt when you peed. It was like I mean, well, whatever. But you thought maybe it was like a UTI or a yeast infection? No, they they said it was a dermoid tumor, which is just a dermoid tumor is like made up of like teeth and hair and just like random cells in your. So that's what originally. Yeah, they thought I had. Wow. Okay. So you then. So you're in Chicago. So at what point did you move to Houston? You so are, right, right after the first surgery. Right after. Okay. And and so. But not for not because of that. No. No. It's just like one of those things where uh, you know because you, you and I are just lively people. Like the flow just and lively. the universe, it just kind of worked out because of your ex because we were yeah because we were moving to Houston because of Danny, but it just right. so happened that right. MD Anderson is the best hospital, cancer hospital exactly. in the world, and it's in Houston. So now you're here. You had your one surgery. Yeah. What, so the cancer so came, was gone. What was yeah, next? Yeah, I was in remission. Uh, Danny and I moved to Houston. I um, I had been working in the staffing industry for my family. I did. I took a job in staffing when I first moved here for like three weeks and quit because I was like, I just yeah, not your thing. I can't do that. No. And oh, so I had been blogging during my cancer diagnosis. Uh, I had a Caring Bridge blog. And um, those are for those that don't know what Caring Bridge is. It's just it's just a blog, but blogs weren't a thing back then. <laughs> it's true, and it was for and people that were. It's for um, people who have grave illnesses to update right. their friends and family in one fell swoop. It's just a blog, but back then it seemed like yeah. a, and you an had innovative one. idea. Um, no, I didn't have one. That's what introduced me to blogging. So I was blogging throughout my cancer. Um, but you had a Caring Bridge blog. Yeah, so you, so you were blogging where so your family was... Because my mom was telling people, and it was just, like, her rollout and just her whole method was very... It was, it was appalling. Um, <laughs> what it, why? God, there was, there was crying. There was TMA about my my parts. Yep, yep. Uh, just, just very medical, very okay. clinical. Like, I like, you know... So you're like, I'm going to put a stop to this. Yeah. I'm going to write my own and shit. And I started and writing just like I used to on my blog with levity mm-hmm. and um, with profanity and I, I don't know. Um, and that was... And so then when I... Be, so that's well, that was my introduction into blogging. Okay. Uh, and so when I... And I loved it. I... Um, well, what... I, I know I feel like we have so much to talk about, so I hope you guys have, like, a cup of coffee or a glass of wine like we do. <laughs> no, but I feel I have like so much you're trying I wanna, to go so fast. No, I... So, okay. So, one of the things I love... Um, of the many things I love about Megan is one of her... Because she's been on my blog before. We've done an interview there. And somewhere else, she always says you... What's the quote you always say? You take your situation... Oh, you can take... Uh, what is the quote I say? You can take yourself <laughs> seriously without taking your... Nope. Yep. No. You can take your situation seriously without taking yourself Exactly. So, and that's like what she did throughout all of this. Like the fact that she used profanity and, and you were going through a serious situation that could have been a very terrible outcome. And you just went through it with positivity and, and, and laughter and, and that helped, I'm sure. Yeah. It wasn't a conscious decision, but that's, I think, you know, that's just who I am. I've never taken myself seriously ever. Right. Um, 
because I, I do too much dumb shit to take my, like, even, <laughs> we'll if get I, there soon. even if I wanted to take myself seriously, I couldn't because I'm constantly right. just what, you know. So, th- okay. So how many surgeries did you end up having? So What's the status now? I had, after that, I had three more surgeries. It kept coming back. The kind of cancer I had, um, was awesome because it didn't respond to if chemo. cancer was awesome. Right. <laughs> it didn't respond to chemo, which meant, um, I didn't have to do chemo, which is huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the problem is since I can't do it doesn't there's no way to fully eradicate it so it kept coming back so um it came back uh it came back must i don't know i had a few times i had four abdominal surgeries so it must have came back twice and then i had a um a lumbar or a bi- uh, excisional biopsy on my boob because there was um a lump there but it ended up not being cancer but right. because of my cancer history we took it so you had like three so four the, abdominal and one wow boob surgery one boob surgery and right. the and, and now what is the status so now I've had a hysterectomy right so when Macy was like oops Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Macy, well, we're getting I there in two seconds. I had my last surgery. Oh, was I friends with you guys when I had my... Um, I can't... No, I know I went with you maybe... Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. But... um, No, so I had it. I lived in Houston. Um, It was probably like three years ago. Right. And that was your last surgery. Maybe and now you're, you're yeah. good. And now... You're, yeah, I had a hysterectomy, so I should be good. You're good to go. Yeah. So, okay. So you had a hysterectomy meeting. You can't have kids. Right. So... What from there? So we started trying to adopt um, right away because we knew it would take forever. And um, we just knew it would take forever. So we got right on it. And how did you feel about not being able to have I mean, kids? Or did, did, was that something that really was hard for you? or you? No, you, I didn't. I didn't. No, it wasn't hard for me. Um, it wasn't. It's yeah, like you can't miss something. You can't. I didn't have that. Choice. Right. But so did like, you know you wanted kids? It's not that you didn't want. Yeah, kids. I think you, we both wanted kids, but adopting sounded just fine to right. me. Right. Um, I think it wasn't something that I was upset about. Right. Um, I had never like I know like girls like can't wait to be pregnant and experience that. Like I was glad. I was fine not experiencing that. Right. I was relieved. Like I can. <laughs> right. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um. So we we had a little. We had a tough time um, finding an agency to work with us because we, because of my cancer history. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of things. Danny was, we weren't married three years. Right. Um, there seemed to be a lot of agencies that like, what was it? Oh, Danny had been divorced before. He married me. So oh, that and that's was a something problem. they that look was at. A problem with some agencies. Um, so hurdles. So, yeah, there's a lot of hurdles. Um, but we ended up finding a nice little hippie agency in Austin yeah. that worked with us. We got a baby, or am I supposed to say that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, we go got for a it. baby in about eighteen months, which is about what they tell you to expect is about eighteen months, and that's exactly what it was. But was it so? Yes, and then weren't you out of town? You were like in New York, like no. the day. Well, yeah, I was. <laughs> I planned this thing called the Houston Blogger Symposium. Oh yes, did Amazing you rest in peace? You no, you invited me. The, that's how we met because really? Megan had emailed me inviting me to the Houston Blogger Symposium I couldn't go and then that's how we first met that's how we first started that was what how many years ago was that Full, f- how old well, is Macy Macy's over five so was it six years ago it was like uh, five and yeah, a half like whatever five and a half years yes. ago yes okay totally um, know what that is so I was like walking out the door to go there was a kickoff party at Linkford Market and then the conference may that rest in peace as well <laughs> yeah 
Um, and then, so I'm like walking out the door and they call and they're like, oh, there's a birth mother that wants to talk to you. Can you talk now? I'm like, this is like, we've been waiting forever. This is like the one time. No, I can't. Yeah, like I'm actually busy. Right. But we did talk and then um, we, yeah, we met. So that was like on a, that was on a Friday, Thursday or Friday or something. And we met, then we drove to Austin a few days later to meet her. And then she had me, I think we met her on a Monday and she had Macy on a Thursday. So you stayed in Austin those No, we came back. But then, and you went. Right after we met her, we went to Target and dropped a grand on like baby stuff. (laughs) And I, so this is so random. You guys probably don't know this. I met, I was like, we went to Austin. Right. And we met with the birth mother. We felt good about it. We go to uh, we go to a because uh, I couldn't wait. I was so excited. We go yeah. to a Target in Austin. And you know who I ran into is Indiana from um, Indiana uh, from Adore. To, well, now it's uh, it's a. Uh, Indiana Adams. <laughs> oh, she's from, now um, yeah, you yeah, did yeah. Texas style council yes. with her. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. And it was it was so random. So That's she so helped funny. me, and she was like just with, with pregnant. Oh, so she was like helping you buy yeah, your so products. She was helping me stuff because I had no idea. <laughs> That's amazing. See, it's like just lively. Totally, just flow. totally, Things totally, just flow. totally. Um, and then. Yeah, that's what happened. So, so that ha- so even though it was eighteen months of like waiting and what, but then it was like quick. Like it was like, Super. oh, the baby's coming, and, uh-huh. and so- I love that because, like you said, like a week before, prior to that, I was like in New York for Fashion Week, and I just felt like I got to live my absolute like, yeah, like uh, not single. What would you call it? Not like uh, not, not parent mother, life, me, right? Right. Um, up until the. And you probably didn't have a lot of time to, like, really process right. it all. Like, that's kind of a right. good thing. Right. They totally. just were, like, thrown into it, and you're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, Macy's born, and you take her home that... that what is, no, so you have to wait 48 hours. Um, because until, the birth mother can well, change your mind? Or? Yeah, so every state's different. And Texas is a great state to adopt because um, it has the most protective laws for the adoptive parent. So, in Texas, you have to wait 48 hours until the baby's born, until the birth mother... Um, or the birth parents can sign the papers. I see. So Macy's dad wasn't, he had already signed the papers. He wasn't there. Right. Um, so we had to wait 48 hours. Me and, ba- uh, so me, Mace, and her birth mom, we had like a 48 like hour Aaron. slumber party, um, which is great because uh, I felt like, I, who knows if I'll ever, I, I feel like that I, I got to know her yeah. and got stories and stuff that I can tell Macy about. Yep. And like, I'll always, you know, so it worked out. It was. It worked out perfectly. Like it was uh, a good... no, it was awful. It was, <laughs> I mean, no, it was a, no. While you're there, was that was yeah. a good process? But not. The, the it adopt- wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a good process. It was. I we got a baby off of someone else's hardship. Like right. I wanted a. We wanted a baby just because we wanted a baby. We didn't want a baby at someone else's expense. Right. And um, they tell you to prepare. Like when you go through adoption, they do. They prepare you for that, and they tell you that's how it's going to be, but you you don't know it until you live it. Like, I remember even when we got home, because my dad came, he flew into um, Austin to meet us, so my dad, Danny, and I drove home, and I remember I dropped them off, and I went to the grocery store right away to get food, and I was, like, sobbing on the way to the grocery store because I was so heartbroken for... Um, her birth mother. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And, yeah. Because seeing that and, and then she. Yeah. She, I'll never. The moan she left when like I was pushing Macy out and she's like, bye. Oh. Like just this moaning, this visceral like gut moan. It'll never. It's it'll, gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm, it was awful. So do you um, still have a relationship with Macy's birth mother? Um, well, right after. 
I mean, I think I can. Her dad was in jail. I don't. We're not I wrote a book names. about this. Yeah. Too, oh, so yeah, I don't even know. Gonna, yeah, I don't I, even know if that was in the book or not. But he was in jail. So when he got out of jail, we went and met him around Christmas time. Um, and then we saw that. So it's an open relationship. How it works in adoption is they say it's just like dating. Um, plug your most your former episode. Oops. And it's like, oh, oh I think <laughs> <laughs> no, your last. Yes, um, yes, yes. Okay. And so it's up to the adoptive parents and the birth parents to decide what what's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have an open relationship? Do you want to see each other mm-hmm. every Sunday at dinner, once a year? Do you just want to send pictures? We said we would want to see them twice a year, summertime and holidays. We did that for two years. Mm-hmm. Our last visit with them, it was a little bit off. You could tell mm-hmm. that like something wasn't right. And then we haven't seen them since. We haven't. I know we know because we we Google it that she was in jail, um, or she went back to jail. Um, I don't know anything about her. Like they're on Facebook, but right. Uh, it's, but um, they, I can tell they're not. They haven't been active in right. a few years. So who knows? Yeah. So and I mean, I, I Google her often yeah. to see if I can see maybe she's been on social, maybe she's back in jail, obituaries yeah, or not. Yeah. Because they're you know addicts. I, and you would, and because you would want, I mean, if she was around an able, you would want Macy to, to know her and be with her. Or not be with her, but like, you, <laughs> well, that was a weird way to ask that. No, no I know. Really. Yeah. But you would want, she, you would. I would you, want to you would get want Macy. time. Yes. Yeah. I would want to. Um, to, to know of her. Yeah, because Macy's too young now. And honestly, I don't know if it would be the best thing for Macy now, because that would be a lot to wrap her head around. Yeah. But like, given that she's an addict and given um, her, like, she could. I mean, she could die. So I, and I think one day Macy will, the more experience and information we can give her about her parents is the more she will be able to feel whole when she is at, when she's ready to understand what adoption means. And, and you've already bought books for Mm -hmm. her about adoption. She has a tummy mommy. Like she, I mean, she doesn't get it. No, but, but you're already putting that in, like you're you're trying to explain it to her. You know, my sister has been pregnant twice now and so I feel like that's made mm-hmm. it like tangible she's really mm-hmm. in and maybe this is all kids but like she's very into like playing pregnant and having babies I don't know Macy that. is mm-hmm. oh, wow. I don't know if all girls I mean I don't have any other kids right so right maybe right. all girls are into that interesting or maybe that's just a coincidence or maybe it has something to do yeah. with being adopted and knowing tell me not like who knows right so okay so Macy now is five yes five and so okay so you're you adopted Macy at what point um, did you and Danny split so I think Macy, Macy, when I moved out, Macy was still in a high chair. So I think she was two-ish. Two-ish. Okay. So a few years ago, obviously you don't need to get deep into it, but in just in general, divorce in general mm-hmm. can't be an easy thing. What, um, can you talk about your experience with it? How, how did yeah, you it's handle awful. it? I think of all the things that, um, I've been through in terms of, or just cancer and adoption, it, like divorce is the worst because I feel like, um, it's it's a choice you're making. Like no, like when you are when you have cancer, everyone feels has empathy for mm-hmm. you and they are supporting you and mm-hmm. you get all this you know, this positive attention. When you're divorced, it's the opposite. Like they're blaming you, right. and you know people in my family, you know. I stopped talking to my sister for a while. Which uh, I mean, it was just it's just messy. Yeah, and um, it's it's people are blaming you as opposed to. 
um, because it's a choice you made versus yeah. like you mm-hmm. were sick and then you, yeah. like got it. Yeah. And during it, how did you, how did you handle? Cause I'm sure there were moments once you were divorced, I would imagine. Cause how long were you with? Seven years. Seven years that, you know, after any breakup, you have moments of, um, like you feel good. You made the best decision. This is mm-hmm. great. But then you have really low moments mm-hmm. of just breaking down. How did you handle that? Did you have those low moments? Yeah, often? Of I mean, I still think I have low moments. I mean, like, you know, like when Macy will say, you know, this weekend she was talking about how she misses daddy or something. I mean, that's mm-hmm. never, I don't think that'll ever go away. And right. I don't think I'll ever not feel guilty about that. But I also know, I mean, I grew up with, I don't know. I grew up in a household where my parents were not in a healthy marriage. It right. It's clear. And I feel like that gave me just as many issues if, you know, that Macy will have because Danny and I were divorced. Right. So, I mean. But but you, I feel like you also, I will say, like, Megan, I, I feel like I've said this to you a lot. Like, if you're going to get divorced, do it Megan's way. Like, she and you and Danny are still friends. Yeah. You do holidays together. Yeah. And you're very civil. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a well, nice Yeah, I would thing. even... I, I mean, I love Danny. I never... I, I, Danny is hilarious, and he he's easy. I mean, I mean, it was hard, right? I think we have a good thing going. Right. Like, I feel so lucky that um, to be parenting with him. And I always tell, like, people, too, like, who cares if you get married? Like, you can get divorced. But if you have a kid with someone... Like, you can get divorced. That's great. But you're still not... Still the kid. Yeah, you still have to... Like, you're not... Danny's not going anywhere. I don't want Danny to go anywhere. Like, I feel like the one... Especially not being from Houston, I feel like he's the one person in Houston where, like... I don't know. I still feel like he's family. I'm sure he yeah. wouldn't feel that way. No, but I think... Um, I mean, you don't... You, you did... Not Christmas. You've yeah, done we do. Halloween yeah, together. Yeah, and I'm sure I mean, one day he'll start to date someone and... and, and you, right. Yeah, but... Um, but, but yeah, now it's, it's I want to really hang on to that as long as yeah. as he's comfortable with it, right? You know? right. And I, I know that I know of other families that are their parents are divorced and they're still friends and um, right because it can be a messy, messy thing. Mm-hmm. Or it can be yours is a great yeah. like the best situation it could be given given what it is. Yeah, right. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I don't want to speak for Danny. I'm sure <laughs> Hi, Danny. <but> <laughs> um, okay, so now, so you got divorced th- three years three years ago now, right? Yeah. Three years ago. Okay, and now through all this, so she's been through all these big, big life changes and, and things. You started your own company, which mm-hmm. is this thriving creative services agency in Houston. So how how did that start and um, what got you motivated and, and yeah, to do well, that? Yeah, well, it started because I got divorced and I had to... Um, <laughs> Um, I was just blogging at the time and doing my books, and I was making some money, but none to support myself. So um, I got one client, one of my, one of my college friends, um, and I thought if I can get his work, like I could pay my rent with his work, and if I thought I got one more, I could like move out, and that's just all my my goal is to like pay my rent, and right. then it just kind of snowballed from there. And it's amazing now. And you have three, two employees? Two, uh, two full-time. Two, yeah. And in turns, I'm, so, and, but you did it because I know you've said to me, like, you had to. Like, there was no other option. I mean, you needed right. to, it was I mean, like, sink other, or swim. Right. There, I, that's how I, and that's how I think things, I mean, Conan O'Brien has said that about his show. Like, I, it's not like I made that up. Like, I think that's what, like, if you have no other option, you're going to make it happen. Right. Exactly. And you did. So, okay, now I have a question for... I want you to give one piece of advice Mm -hmm. for someone going through cancer. For cancer. Um, Hmm. Uh, 
that's I uh, go to MD Anderson or I, I don't know that's hard because sometimes I don't like to I feel you know I didn't have to do chemo right. I'm alive like I feel like some people have loved ones I guess that died from cancer or something right. so I don't want to more like I, in terms of their attitude, like yeah, did I think you in, staying I, yeah, positive. I think and, for me, it was like have fun. People, doctors take their cues from you. Like, right, you can take your. I mean, the same oh, right. things we talked about. I just, I think uh, humor was the way I wanted that. To, you got through yeah. it, and mm-hmm. okay. Um, one piece of advice for someone going through adoption, mm. or words of it doesn't you know words some words of encouragement something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like my life, my, I feel like I know where this is going. You're going to ask me advice for, for each thing. I think it's like, I listen to Jess Lively. <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's her piece I of advice. I think that Jess Lively uh, got me through my, uh, and it's not just Jess Lively, but what, what, it, what Jess she Lively, talks about and what it's, she, it's about tuning into your intuition. It's about quantum um, mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's about flow. Mm-hmm. It's about, um, if you don't know who Jess Lively is, it's an incredibly, amazing popular podcast the lively show she's amazing anyway that's who um megan is talking about yeah so i think (laughs) so that helped you get through yeah and through just lively i um found other like you know um through other people i found Mm -hmm. other uh inspiration and ways to live my life um like eckhart tolle Brene brown like all these they're all talking the same language um dan harris um, oh, it, happiness or ten yeah, percent happier. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. And so now I feel like I don't go to therapy. I just have all my I was podcasts, ask you, right? Um, and like, that, including hashtag uh, no filter, of course. <laughs> um, and kidding. you know, Jessica's one part one part podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I feel like studying that stuff and getting into alignment. Alignment yeah. is such a big. That's one thing I feel like it's been really effective lately. Uh huh. Um, so and that, I think, yeah, it, I think that's what my advice for all these all really the areas, right. heavy things would be is to like, you know, what's the expression? If you get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, that would be my. And advice. so you and I do. You, did you ever seek therapy through this? Yeah, or this? I've been in therapy. Yeah, I was in therapy throughout the divorce, before the divorce, after but the really, divorce. But really, like these, because these podcasts, and I just started um, one of Brene Brown's books, and I can't remember the name. It's one of her first ones about daring shame. greatly. No, before that, it's I can't remember the name, but um, but those books are enough. Sometimes you don't even need mm-hmm. therapy. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you're reading these books and mm-hmm. listening to these podcasts that are mm-hmm. that are so incredible. But I'm all about therapy, by the way. If yeah. If, if we were wondering. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. So as you can see, Megan's had like quite a story and you're 36. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you wanted me to tell your age. Okay. So there's that. Okay. So now we're going to wrap it up because I feel like we've covered each part that of her life that's like huge parts that are amazing. And as you can see, she got through it all very gracefully and positive and that. and half or, you know, laughter and um, all of that. So I just give a little information about your mad bag and what you do. Um, so we're a creative services firm. We do PR, social media management, and web design. Um, we work, yeah. We local, work. uh, local clients only or yeah. also? No, we, we can work. I mean, it depends on what we have. Some of our biggest clients in Houston are like River Oaks District, Rice Village, mm-hmm. um, Market Street, mm-hmm. Swim School. Um, who else? We have right. a, in Austin, we have a really cool staging company. Uh-huh. Uh, um, anywhere from like small, like we started out just working with creative entrepreneurs. Right. Um, and now we can 
work with and they do web design and yeah, we, do, um, we do work and mm-hmm. social media and usually um, when client we work with, when a client comes to us we like two we work with them in two of the three buckets so whether maybe it's a they do their we do a website for them and then do a, like a three month campaign mm-hmm. on PR or right. we'll do their PR and their social. Right. Right. Um, one of her, sorry to interrupt you, but one of my favorite clients of hers is dance with me was dance mm. with me in the woodlands. Um, that's well, they're coming the gallery. And not too Oh, long. is that official? When is yeah. that happening? Um, stay, soon. stay tuned to your Instagram. Well, leading me to, so what is the mad Meg Instagram? If they want to follow uh, that mad Meg un- underscore PR. And then you can also follow Megan at greetings from mm, TX. It. Oh, lives. What is the new one? Why <laughs> don't I know? My name, Megan Solana. Oh, okay. Did yeah. you just change this? Well, I just, I don't even, I just changed my handle. Okay. So, Me- yeah. Megan Solana. Yeah. Um, she used to blog, but I'm not going to plug the blog because I don't think she blogs anymore. No. Don't go to the blog. <laughs> it's like. But if you, <laughs> if you want to read her old posts, it's greetingsfromtexas.com. And she's an incredible writer. Very funny, witty. I write, we um, have a Mad, we, uh, for Mad Meg, we have Mad Meg magazine. And I actually just did a post on it. Yeah, she and came it was out really of the. it fun. I was like, man, I wish I had time. To blog. I really I know, missed it. I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you do want to follow Megan or if you're in the Houston area or not, check out Mad Meg. They're an incredible company and um, Megan is super creative. She has a lot of, like, she always thinks outside the box and she's amazing as you can tell from this. So anyway, I think that's it. Thanks for, thanks for uh, hanging out. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.